Welcome to the Meltzone podcast today on October the 3rd, 2019. Uh, my name is Stefan and today I have some really special guests with me. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Good, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Great right, having you here. Yeah, nice. Thank, thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's, it's actually a real great opportunity that we are yeah, currently in the UK, in Northampton. Um, like kind of visiting a how's it called member talent venue something like no, that nobody nobody wants to call it talent whatever so. <laughs> Inf influencer meeting do you yeah. know that's, do you think that's Inter better untalented un influencer meeting well i, th I think we're not too <laughs> untalented but maybe before we get into that just maybe introduce yourself a little because i probably think that most of you um most of the listeners and the viewers know you guys but well I'm Ivan Miranda. I make 3D printed contraptions on the internet, mostly red, and usually tend to be bigger than the previous one. So, yeah. <laughs> you actually have your own like filament brand. Yeah, I, I use uh, a printer pros uh, Miranda Men, a, PLA, a red PLA that made especially for, for me really huge spools because my prints take it's like <laughs> six days prints are normal for me. So yeah, I need huge spools. What are what are the spool sizes that you usually use? Yeah, I use four kilogram spools. Four kilogram spools. Yeah. So you need special contraptions to to put them on. Even I I, I I manufacture for myself a special uh, spool holders that are just huge triangles with a spindle with bearings. Okay. And then I use uh, zip ties that okay. uh, rub on the sides of the spool so it doesn't okay. spool instantly. And yeah, yeah, pretty heavy. Cool. Yeah, we we have some really like ten kilogram spools of filament at work in our like big professional 3d printer but yeah those are really heavy beasts compared to the normal like seven 750 gram yeah. spools or uh, the one kilogram spools no it's it's, it's insane when, when i was like shopping uh, filament the, the other day i had been working with one kilo spools in a smaller printer for like a week so like, when i went to grab the four kilo one like yesterday we were trying to work out how much filament we've used this year and i reckon I've only just used four kilograms. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've got, got a pile yeah, of spools. Eighty kilos, yeah. something like that, a hundred, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, Ivan on my left side, and hi, I'm Tom Stanton. I make other three D printed contraptions, uh, usually things that fly or electric bike star things, and I like making trebuchets for launching projectiles <laughs> because uh, medieval weapons are allowed on YouTube. So, <laughs> yeah. now, for now, you kind for of now. you kind of make three D printed weapons with tanks, torpedoes, <laughs> Gatling guns. Yeah, yeah, but I always and, use a hashtag toy, so I don't get demonetized. So yeah. <laughs> and you actually told me that you haven't been demonetized yet for any of your no like, no weapon or no weaponry has been has got demonetized yet. Okay. Yet. Finger crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really cool having you here. As I said. We are in the UK. I think Ivan and I are the only creators right here that are not yeah. native English speakers. Yeah, it seems there is no other internet people in the rest of the Europe. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what what are we doing right here? It, it's a creator event. It's organized by I don't know if you really call it a multi-channel network. It uh, is. It isn't. It's just a, a talent managing management agency. Yeah. So it's so, yeah, it's organized by Ziggurat. Ziggurat X Y Z. X Y Z. Yeah. I don't hundred percent agree that this is a really good name they have chosen. No, 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 no,
Sounds like cigarette. It's it's a really bad name. <laughs> that that's why it's good. Yeah. Or not. I'm yeah. not sure. But it took me quite a while until I really read that word from the first to the last letter yeah. until I realized okay, it's cigarettes. Because if you don't spell the last three letters, yeah. it's cigarettes yeah. as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and we're like 20, 30 creators that are joining the event. It's an event that is like going on for a good two and a half half days. We have workshops. Uh, we do networking. There are some really, really nice people right here that I also had been just knowing before from like the internet, yeah, the, internet the YouTube. Yeah. You are the guy from... Yeah, that, yeah you are. That the happened guy. a lot. <laughs> yeah. I have seen your face. Well, it happened Somewhere. to... You are not the guy from because like it, yeah. you would never have seen him or seen it because it's yeah. not on screen. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just really nice talking... Well, to, to everyone, because everyone is like tackling the same problems and mm. stuff like that. But we also do like really cool other stuff around that. So you had your high-speed camera with you yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, and I got slapped in the face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to cut that in over the top? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you guys are watching on YouTube, I probably cut that um, like high-speed video in. Yeah. So we actually had to do three takes in the end, because for the full, first two takes... Uh, the guy who was slapping me or the hand from the guy who was slapping me was just always in the shot and nobody could, could see my face. And with the third one, it was kind of okay. Mm. And it didn't hurt too bad. Yeah, I mean, inevitably, when you bring a high-speed camera, someone will get slapped. Yeah. Um, it was originally just to film some popcorn on a drum. But Stefan did the honors and <laughs> took a slap to the face. Slap, yeah. Well, it's the first time that, that I had been working with a high-speed camera. And like the the videos you usually see are always of people getting slapped in the face and mm. it's interesting to, to see the inertia of my <laughs> hair because my head is already moving my hair is still at the same location <laughs> yeah. and then it comes <laughs> but um so you actually own that camera it's it's not one of these really expensive phantom cameras it's the chronos mm. version 1.4 yeah chronos 1.4 yeah it's a it's like a budget um high-speed camera similar to a dslr type price rather than the really expensive phantom yeah. type things. Um, and it's like really portable. It's all battery powered. You don't need a laptop. Okay. How long does the battery actually last? Uh, about an hour or two, depending okay. on how long you film. Yeah. But you can only film for four seconds. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it doesn't film very long. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I think the price is around like two to three thousand bucks, depending on mm. where you're living. Um, yeah. It is, well, not, not the most cheapest gadget you could mm. buy, but it's it's still kind of affordable compared yeah. to like the really expensive phantom cameras you find otherwise. Yeah. I mean, with the with the high end phantom cameras, to rent them for a day costs more than that. <laughs> Just to rent the camera for a day. Yeah, so. and and it wasn't as loud as like the phantom cameras I usually yeah, see the at the slow mo guys. <laughs> just, they they sound like a jet engine just just <laughs> yeah. starting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. I also already thought about for a while of like purchasing a new phone that has the capability to do something like 960 frames per second mm. um they're not able to do it as long as yours because you can record like four seconds up to like forty thousand frames a second yes, when you when yeah. you crop all in yes yeah um because sometimes it is a really nice tool to have and you have been using that for um just taking shots of your trebuchet mm. and Take a I look tried to it. make an excuse to try and fit a slow-mo in somewhere. You know? <laughs> it doesn't always make it interesting. But. Yeah. You, you actually need to uh, like prove to your tax accountant that it's 
that you can deduct. I need this slow mo footage. You need the slow mo footage. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's really nice. It's really nice, and it's it's nice to see that it has been becoming uh, way more affordable in uh, yeah mm. in the current days. Yeah, perfect, cool. So um, I guess uh, before you continue, we don't have too much time today because like the first classes are starting in not even 30 minutes. Um, there has been something on the news which is a little bit saddening again. So like a week or a bit more than a week ago, it was all over the news that the Lego company has been taken down a lot of Lego designs on Thingiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can understand in a way if it's called Lego and it's really like just the, yeah, the same shape as, as their parts, which is connected to their brand. But, uh, the, the things that were usually taken down was nothing like for really commercial use. People put that on there, um, to do cosplay. I kind of really remember this nice big parrot from the... From one of the like pirate Lego sets and something like that, um, but they have really uh, properly well tried to shut down all of the uh, the Lego designs that were on Thingiverse and my mini factory. And I don't know what 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 you guys think about that. If it's is it really necessary? Is it something that Lego should be really afraid that their sales are getting worse or their brand is being abused by people just? recreating things that they they have been growing up because i i built my first legos when i probably was three or four and mm. it's i think the same for many others but I, I don't think nobody's going to be crazy enough to print an entire lego set of small legos like it's going to take forever you are going to invest like a lot of filament in the, the finish of the 3d printed part is not that good no will, you will not get the the, the same like clip yeah. I think mm-hmm. that the third thing that I tried to print with a 3D printer ever was a Lego pack. <laughs> and I did print the second one and things yeah. weren't really fitting. Now printers are slightly better, but I don't think nobody's using the printer just to not buy the Lego set. It's just to mm-hmm. make a part that is, is not existing mm-hmm. or trying to make something fancy, but it's not to not buy Lego. And I don't think it's, it's, it's uh, uh, the fans that are doing that, yeah. the Lego fans. So I don't think that's that hurting Lego as much as this like, yeah. PR disaster. I, I think there have been some some court decisions that like the shape of the Lego brick is something that can't be really copyrighted. Um, the like Lego name is something that well you, that's trademark. But. Well, that that's trademark, but just the shape itself and interlocking blocks that's not something that is. Uh, really like like copyrightable. Um, yeah, of course, those people have been probably using the name yeah, Lego and in, in, yeah. in the title of their uh, like Thingiverse pages. Yeah, okay, but um, those were usually just compatible parts, and yeah. I find it kind of saddening because Lego is a passion for so many people. Um, because they grew up with it and mm. they started with like a Duplo, then they got to Lego when they were like three, four years yeah. old and the, the, the danger of swallowing the parts yeah, wasn't, that, that. wasn't yeah. that high anymore. <laughs> and as soon as you are 10, uh, you get Lego Technic mm. and oh, it's, it's great. It's, it's, awesome. it's, it's helping so many people mm. to just get into like the field of engineering, like creating their own contraptions and, and designs with Lego. And... No, they're really trying to shut them down. 
It's, I think there is, there is no good in that for anyone, not for Lego, not for the... the, the people yeah, the yeah, it, it's, yeah it's, it's bad reputation for Lego. Uh, it's bad for the community because some people created some really nice, well, just Lego compatible parts. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I I just searched this morning for Lego on Thingiverse and there were still like um, kind of lots of things available. I don't know if something has changed already uh, or if they have been taken uh, like a, a step back due to the community response. But yeah, it, it's kind of sad. And the thing is, well, I don't I don't think that Lego has the intention in the future to create something like 3D printable downloadable designs because you never know but yeah. it doesn't sound like like them yeah no. i i know that um i know for i have been on, on on a conference a couple of years ago and lego was uh had a talk there and talked about how they use 3d printing mm-hmm. for prototyping yeah. but also for their injection molds because they have to put out many many bricks um in a short amount of time so what they're using 3D printing, metal 3D printing for is like to print internal cooling channels in the injection molds oh. so that the cooldown time is, is way shorter faster. and they're able to reduce like um, cycle times for creating really complex Lego bricks um, to like just a fourth. Wow. And that's, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, it's, as I said, it's, it's kind of sad to hear that. Hopefully they they gonna step back a bit. Hopefully they're not really actually starting to um, put like legal actions on on some of the guys who had been doing that because I think yeah as I yeah, said nobody was nice, really doing uh, that for any commercial purpose. Nobody's profiting from that. No one's nobody's profiting from that. Yeah, that's sad. We'll see how how it turns out. Um, yeah, and maybe we will follow up that on one of the next episodes. Um, so. I, I I would call myself like a 3D printing YouTuber, but you guys are more like engine. I, I would say more engineering type YouTubers that use 3D printing for their projects. Isn't that right? Yeah, I think we are in the in the uh, 3D printer as a tool YouTuber thing. Yeah, like you are more into you know everything about 3D printers. You try to be, a, but I I still use CR10s <laughs> like that are three years old and do. <laughs> minimum maintenance on them because they have to if they run they if they print they, they will i will do nothing to them i don't want to invest the time so for yeah at least for for me and i think yeah. for them it's, it's the mm. same. they are tools yeah it's kind mm. of different yeah. approach i do i do find it really interesting the whole 3d printing scene how it's there wasn't such a community around other manufacturing techniques which i'm just like so amazed by that 3d yeah. printing is now like yeah. a community isn't yeah. it but do you mind the, the, really the, the hammer community like tuning hammers, and <laughs> well, yeah. hammer, slightly heavier. Well, sure that doesn't are... happen. Hammer is a tool. But, it's, <laughs> but they're, they're, like, I think it's kind of uh, mesmerizing and relaxing, like how uh, a three D printer works, and yeah. uh, you are mm. tuning to see printing, and it's kind of more fascinating than a regular mm, yeah. to like drill that yeah. only spins. So. Yeah, we, we talked about that yesterday. That even though I have been printing for so many years. I sometimes still sit in front of my 3D printer <laughs> yeah. and just watch the mesmerizing yeah. movement of the print head right. and the fine layers that it's are that perfectly still put on. to all of us. Yeah. I, think, I think what it probably is, is like with CNC routers, for example, you could just use a bandsaw to cut that out. Yeah. Whereas like how would, I guess you could machine a 3D printer part, but to get like some complex shapes, mm-hmm. they have to be 3D printed. But there are things that like can only be 3D printed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. Like those channels that mm-hmm. Stefan was talking about in the injection molds, 
there is, there is no way to do them in, in, in either way. But they are so intricate that there is no way that you can get a bit or anything in, in the yeah. process. Mm. And I think it's it's the point that 3D printing got so affordable. There mm. had been yeah. huge groups around like um, CNC milling and, and stuff like that in the past. But like a CNC router is way more expensive. It's way more messy. It's louder and things like this. And um, 3D printing has been becoming cheap. You get like already a decent 3D printer now for like $200. Oh, it's, it's incredible. It, it's it's mm. incredible. And it's also simple in a way. If you know CAD or if you just download a design from the internet, you just stick it in your slicer. Mm. And if your printer is like network connected, you push a button, it like takes two minutes to, to heat up and then it's printing. Mm. Yeah. No real mess, uh, mm. no like nasty smells anymore as in the old times with with abs and things like yeah. this and you get a finished part out of the, out of that it's the ease of use yeah, yeah. straight from the bed yeah I, but I, sorry no, i remember when i got my first printer and it was small enough to put on my desk next to my laptop and just having my cad software and then the printer right next to me working <laughs> it was just it was mind-boggling like at the time what, what, what was what was your first 3d printer that you got it was, I think it was called a Cossel Mini Delta, ah, Delta okay. printer. So like a 200 diameter disc and then okay. 300 high, something okay. like that. It was 150. Yeah. But that probably was still in the time when like Delta printers were a hell to calibrate. Yeah. And it was one of the printers where you had to, they give you a box full of nuts and bolts and extrusions <laughs> and you have to assemble it. It's not like nowadays when you buy like a Creality printer, it comes in three parts and Half an hour and it's working. But you know, you know why is that? Apart from from the packaging volume, it's because if it is not assembled, they can call it a kit, and then they have to, they don't need to pass any C regulations or anything. Mm. It sells as a kit. But it's also smaller though. When they... yeah, 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 yeah. But it, but like when back in the early days of the three D printers, when you had to spend a whole weekend or more. <laughs> you know, yeah. my my first three D printer was a Rubman three point one from Bits from Bytes. It's a U was it was a UK company. I think yeah. they are gone now. And it was an 18 kilo box full of uh, rods, acrylic uh, sheet, laser <laughs> cut, and everything. It took me more than a week to assemble it. Yeah, still yeah. probably with like a PC power supply uh, that yeah, was yeah, used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dell yeah. power supply. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the same for me. Just a, a couple of straps, just cut away, and then yeah. heat shrunk that you don't yeah. get any shorts. Uh, yeah, 3D printing it has been coming quite a far way, um, but. Well, we talked yesterday and, well, you have been using a CNC router for like a year, one and a half years. Yeah, something like that. Kind of successfully. Uh, You've been using CNC routers in the past and you're currently building like a new one. Yeah, I'm I'm remaking the one that I already made just because I'm going to release the plans so everyone everybody can make one. And I'm just trying to make sure that all the changes that I made to all the parts are still valid for for the CNC machine. So I'm going. I'm rebuilding that, but it's almost exactly the same one as the okay. previous one. But your intention with that CNC router is really also that it is able to cut aluminum. It uh, the, the the one that I already have does cut aluminum, and there is there is this thing like people is already complaining about the rigidity of the machine, which I think is well engineered and it will be rigid enough. But then there is this uh, adaptive uh, milling. Yeah. which makes the the router bit remove most of the of the content of the that you want to mill and the last pass the finishing pass is yeah. that has to remove so little material that there is no mechanical stress on the thing and the finishing is amazing okay and fusion 360 has that feature yeah you can just do it on the on the yeah. cam module of the yeah, that, that, that's really nice with fusion 360 so when i started cnc routing um there, i think there wasn't fusion 360 around so i had 
I was doing my cat. I sometimes exported drawings of that cat that I had, yeah. like a vector art, and then put that into another software where I traced uh, uh, things like that. Fusion 360 is great because it's you do your 3D design, you directly get yeah. into cat. You get the and body it, into the cat module and go for it. it, like, it it's perfect. The, um, the, the thing I, I was really curious was um, if you're doing a project, at what point do you decide, okay, so this might be a part that I... CNC route, be it out of wood or be it out of aluminum, is it when something breaks or is it already in your like thinking process? Okay, this could be a critical part. I think ideally, I like, I would like to CNC most of a project and use just three D printing to connect sheets together. Okay, in a sort of way. So um, you know, like, well, how would you connect two sheets at ninety degrees without a three D printer? Like, you have well, to <laughs> we, yeah aluminium is yeah, not yeah. too <laughs> but like yeah and, and then you use the 3d printing to you know if you need to clamp a rod or something or or yeah i, I feel like just adding the 3d aspect to a flat sheet of some sort mm -hmm. you get the most structural strength but then you also have the three dimensions a bit yeah. more available yeah. that's how yeah. i like to merge the two and if you need heat resistance like if you are going yeah. to give a huge motor the thing lots of current through it stick it on aluminium yeah, yeah stick it yeah. on aluminium okay yeah. so like like using those parts uh, as a big heat sink yeah mm. yeah but CNC routing is just even though it has been becoming easier it's still a hassle it it's is me it's messy and noisy it's, it's messy good. noisy and it takes more time to prepare and at least as i remember it and i haven't been doing cnc routing for the last couple of months um is that finding the perfect settings for that type of material you're currently machining the yeah. the proper uh, uh mill bit that you're using and go like go fast and shallow yeah that's like the only advice that i can give for any material is like go really fast so the bit is not rubbing on the same piece of material over and over and okay over. and i go shallow so that you don't put too much pressure on mm. the bit. The faster the bit will move, the less heating. Yeah. Because it dissipates the heat around. Yeah, I think one of one of the worst things is if your bit starts rubbing on the material, it, it creates just, friction, it creates heat, and then... Melts, and there, there, is, there is a point of no return. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, I use, uh, people don't know this, but most of people don't know this, but... You can use uh, IPA alcohol yeah. to cool down uh, aluminium while, yeah. while milling it. If you are doing a small yeah. part and you are going over it over and over, you can just throw it very carefully, very carefully IPA alcohol <laughs> because it's very flammable. Don't ask me why, but I have been <laughs> titanium machining like a couple of times on my basement and even thought titanium was a really like corrosion resistant material it is corrosion resistant because just as aluminum it builds like a protective oxide layer mm -hmm. um, I'm over it really really quickly um, but the thing is titanium itself is really reactive it likes to bond with oxygen and it's I think the only material that burns in a pure nitrogen atmosphere well anyways it, it's a really it's 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 similarly reactive than something like magnesium and um, the thing is machining titanium is hard because it work hardens quite mm. fast. It has a very low thermal um, conductivity. conductivity. Mm -hmm. So if you're machining something, you need to get all of the heat out of the chip. And especially with these not really that rigid machines, mm. this can be a problem at some point. And I, I machined a part, it was really just a small part. And I used also um, just like uh, um, IPA for cooling. Mm. 
and then at some point um the chips got that hot that they started burning and they burn in like a bright white flame yeah um as as for example magnesium does and just at some point my whole cnc router was on fire. fire and my first cnc router that i built was 100% wood. Oh, okay. besides, <laughs> right. This is getting better and better. Yeah. For the minute. <laughs> Did you get this on firefighters? Uh, I unfortunately ran out of battery just like a minute before that. Uh, yeah, the, the thing is, it's safe to use AP alcohol with aluminium because carbide bits with aluminium don't create sparks. Yeah. But I'm not so sure with titanium I, yeah. I wouldn't have gone the, with, with alcohol. I, I, was, I was kind of stupid. It, it wasn't that bad because... Um, it's it's not like that the wood is already burning, but you have like this big puddle of IPA on your part, and it just starts, and you freak <laughs> out. I, and... I use a, a, one of those spray bottles to spray the leaves of plants. Yeah, they put the IP alcohol in there and spray it. <laughs> I don't pour the alcohol in because then if something like what I want is to be, be very little alcohol in yeah. the part, just in yeah. case, just yeah. in case, a I, fire extinguisher. Yeah. But but otherwise, do you use well like liquid cooling for uh, if you're routing your uh, aluminum parts? Uh, yes, I I can't remember what the thing I use. I found it in a machine shop and it was recommended for cutting steel on lathes, so I thought it would be good. Is, is it just an oil or is it like yeah, an emulsion? It's, like it's like an oil. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's quite it's quite thick. I okay. just sort of dab it at certain places and as okay. it runs through it, cools yeah. it. I think. So I I had been starting like quite a while ago to. Uh, buy one of these mist coolers so they are like uh, driven by compressed by compressed air mm. and just with like a venturi nozzle it sucks a bit of of the yeah, cooling but like in a closed circuit like having a, a tray below no yes well you only use a very little yeah, amount yeah. of cooling but but still it's it's kind it's of messy easy, yeah. uh and i got my hands on a little bit of like real like machine shop emulsion cooling yeah. stuff and that helps a little bit but it's still like yeah. not not perfect in yeah, the it's end fi it's finicky. it's finicky yeah i tried uh i tried to cut carbon fiber once underwater because of the dust. underwater yeah. because not because of the comments <laughs> because of the youtube comments yeah so i decided oh i cut it underwater i didn't realize that carbon fiber is initially hydrophobic and floats yeah so all of it floated to the top and then there's like a layer of obviously wet dust and then dry dust on top so i might as well just yeah. cut it you know yeah, above water dry, yeah it was yeah uh, so I had to keep like pressing it underneath yeah. the water to try and dampen it out. <laughs> Hold my breath. It was a bit sketchy, but yeah, I actually just I I only machined uh, carbon fiber once where a part of my my tricopter was broken, but I did that outside and I yeah. kind of put the CNC router in my garden, um, put everything in place, hit the start button, and just <laughs> and like yeah. went ten meters away. On a windy day. <laughs> <laughs> But you can, uh, if you are, for example, cutting a rod, a carbon yeah. fiber rod, you can just spray it with oil. Yeah. Spray the panso with oil, the soap yeah. with oil, and spray the part with oil. Yeah. And all the particles will yeah. stick to the oil. Yeah. I don't really know if carbon fiber is worse than glass fibers. Um, I think they are. They are there. Kind, kind of yeah. no, equally nasty. It's the, it's the sharp, the sharp bits. The, yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah but, with, but with uh, silica, for example, the body can absorb silica, mm. but it cannot absorb uh, yeah. uh, fiberglass. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, it stays there forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about carbon fiber, but with carbon fiber with resin, I probably yeah. stay there forever. It's probably the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting. But yeah, like CNC routing is, is just helping you sometimes to make designs more rigid and yeah. uh, just 
yeah, more they can put more load on it. Yeah, we were talking yesterday. I'm designing a tank skateboard. And yeah. The first version is, is plastic. Everything is 3D printed because it's a very complicated design. And I want to see if everything fits and moves. And, but I'm pretty sure that I will have to step up to metal. Once, <laughs> once, once I realize that it's working on the yeah. design, I, I will have to go metal for sure. Yeah. I was at, at E3D uh, near Oxford like uh, two days ago, which was really interesting. And they have also a small machining shop and they have one of these Tomac, um, yeah. like four axis CNC routers. Oh, one of the nice ones. Oh, one of the nice ones. Yeah. Oh. Well, you could put up a, a, a finishing bit this, this thick and this big and, and just throw it into a big chunk of metal and everything goes <laughs> away. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's not one of the really expensive ones. I think it's it's around ten thousand dollars or something like that. But I so much wanted to have one yeah. of those. Uh, but the thing is, my workshop is in the basement, so I wouldn't be able to get like yeah. a big CNC router and put it in my basement. Yeah. You have, you have three, three phase in your. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then my father, my, my, my father is an electrician, so I have yeah. everything in you my. Have four then. Four yeah, I have four phase. Yeah. <laughs> So that's not a problem. I probably uh, will buy um, a small, like a mini lathe uh, yeah, for my I, basement. I'm I'm dying to buy one. Yeah. Like even if it's one of those uh, shitty Chinese plastic ones that just to make like spaces. Yeah. 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 Um, metal spaces. Yeah. <laughs> metal spaces are really useful. Uh, the guys from E3D told me they have one of these really really small Proxon um, lathes. Yeah. Proxon lathes, and they yeah. just use it to well. To, to to do really tiny, tiny stuff. Parts, yeah. Tiny so parts, yeah. Tiny parts. get um, like the watchmaker type yeah. legs. Yeah. 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 And, and this one is actually not that, that expensive. No, say they, if you bolt it uh, down on a table or something like that, it's kind of rigid. And if you don't take really deep cuts, yeah. it, you can do a lot of things with it. Yeah. I, I've seen the, uh, um, this guy. Uh, I'm trying to remember that. He does uh, metal work with legs and small things. Like It's really funny guy. Something, something Tony. Uh, this old Tony. This old Tony, yeah, something <laughs> Tony. And he explained why, uh, what, what is uh, those, one of those Chinese uh, lathes good for. Yeah. He says, as long as you can, you can do anything wood, uh, you can do almost anything aluminum, as long as you don't go steel yeah. and don't go very rough on aluminum, yeah. you can do almost anything with it. But but the the thing, at least nowadays, is, um, or this is one of the good things, is that um, carbon like milling uh, carbon carbide milling bits and yeah. and inserts for the lathe are really cheap from china and they're good yeah i'm, I'm always using most of them most of you them had, because so, you had yeah. your first share of experience with uh, yeah I, I bought some chinese custom bits for my cnc router okay. and i bought from quite a few different places and none of them really did okay. a good job and then i bought i bought two Quite expensive ones from England, okay. like the like twenty-two pounds a bit. Oh. <laughs> it's expensive, but they last me forever. Okay, they just they just keep cutting. <laughs> Unless you smash it against the parts. Yeah. I did have it once where I was adjusting the z-axis homing yeah. height, and I accidentally held the button too long, and it just went. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's a brand new bit as well. Yeah, it's a bit. twenty-two pounds gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, in in the past, I had the problem. Um, I started using like normal high-speed steel bits for cutting wood. Yeah. But the thing with high-speed steel is, as soon as it gets hot once, it's they're done. done. It's done. So at that it, point, it I started. Soft and, yeah, they yeah, become soft and dull. And, and dull. So yeah, it, it it was unfortunate, but yeah, maybe maybe to some yeah to sum this up. 
3D printing is is a really nice technology, but but sometimes it's just worth to go like the extra mm. step yeah. to a couple of parts that are maybe not too complex with a CNC router, and then the sum of both can give you um, a really good result in the end. Yeah, yeah. I I would like to buy a thick welder though. Yeah. yeah, to yeah. aluminium. Oh yes. Yeah, but that's that's kind of a, another skill, another level of skill. Right, yeah. uh, right there. Have you watched the latest this old Tony video where he explains uh, TIG welding of aluminum? No. Yeah, well, go watch I, it. I, oh, I, it's, okay, it's so mesmerizing. <laughs> that's that's probably the point when you uh, really say, okay, it's it's now worth it's buying good. one of these. Yeah. It's it's really really cool. Um, yeah, all right. It's we. It's already ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, our our session are uh, going to start uh, quite soon. Uh, it's a bit of a shorter podcast today than you guys are probably used to, but I hope you still enjoyed it. Thank you guys very much you, for joining me this morning, even though we kind of had a beer or two yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, and. Thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, just yeah, drop them below or tweet it to us at The Melt Zone. And I hope to see you guys in the next one or uh, I hope that you are here to listen in the next one. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.